let's run some errands together. Okay. So what's on the list today, guys? I am gonna go grocery shopping at my good old friend Trader Joe's to get some groceries for the week. I know everyone has mixed feelings about grocery shopping because it could be very, very overstimulating. I personally kind of veer on the side of liking to grocery shop because I try to go at days and times where not many people are able to be out and about, you know, running errands. And so grocery shopping on a weekday during work hours is actually really nice for me because there's not many people out. And so I kind of get my visual stims in, which is for me, I love to just walk around slowly, meander, and just like look at things, browse, kind of allow my ADHD to kind of run as it wants to and just kind of get distracted by all these different types of things. It's kind of just a nice flow state that I like to reach sometimes. Also on the list is to go to Target. I don't need to go to Target. I don't need anything in particular. Of course, there's always a few things I'm looking for. Sometimes when I have time, I like to just go to Target, as I said, meander around, browse, and just kind of, if anything piques my interest and it's also something that I've been needing, I also just see if I could, you know, afford to get it and add it to my things. And I also just wanted to take this time to kind of talk about some things that's been on my mind that I haven't been talking about. I haven't really done these type of vlog things for a while. I know for a second there, I would upload my regular weekly video and on top of it have these more like casual updates vlogs, but I just haven't had time recently just because I've been having a lot of things going on and things that I have to attend to in my personal life and in my work life and I just haven't had the time to do these extra videos. Although it is a goal of mine to eventually get to a point where I upload twice a week consistently. I just don't think I'm quite there yet if I'm going to be honest with you guys and I don't like to give empty promises. Oh shoot, I forgot to bring water. Ah! Oh my god, that really frustrates me. Usually when I go run errands, I have to bring my emotional support <laughs> hydro flask filled with water and I totally forgot to bring that and now I feel really, 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 really uncomfortable. I almost want to turn back and go get it, but I'm going to just keep powering through. I wanted to talk about a few things. I'm just going to list it off in the beginning just so I hold myself accountable to talking about all of it with you guys. I wanted to talk about the things that I've been going through on my end as someone who was such a small creator for a long time here on YouTube and some of the things I've been dealing with now that my channel's been slowly growing and also I wanted to talk about moving. Let's get to the first thing. If you guys have been consistent viewers of mine for a while now or maybe even a few months, I think some of you may know that I was a really small creator for a long time. My videos for probably a year, maybe even more, would only get five comments from the same types of people. It, for the longest time, only had a couple thousand subscribers and 
only like 500 views each video, right? It's not like the quality of my videos went down. I would say the only thing that really changed is how I speak because I've been making videos consistently for I think two years now. I think my speaking has gotten a little bit better. Like I haven't been as robotic or um, hard to verbalize. I've been more clear with like how I want to express things. I still struggle, but it's improved. My point being, I've been making 30 to an hour long video for a long time, right? And so it's not like the quality of my videos improved, therefore my audience went up. It's just with time and consistency, channels tend to grow. Something that I was really struggling with for probably a little over a month now is that with my channel growing so rapidly within the past few months, I've been getting so many people commenting on my videos and it took me a while to get used to catching up with the amount of comments that I've been getting because I do like to go and read through all the comments. It was kind of overwhelming for a while for me to get used to reading and keeping up with those comments. But another thing that's been really difficult for me, and I wanna be completely transparent and honest with you guys, is with the uptick of people seeing my stuff, there's also more and more ignorant people commenting on my videos and that's been hard because I am a freaking human being. I am just like you guys. I'm not like an invincible person that doesn't feel anything just because I'm uploading things on the internet. I have the same fears of being perceived. I still have triggers like a human person, you know? And so when I get comments from people saying things like, you can't be autistic, or I'm skeptical of your autism, or people saying things like, oh, your diet is what makes you think you're autistic, so if you were to eat certain types of food, you wouldn't be autistic, or like, you can't have autism um, because it's just anxiety, or um, growing up as an Asian American, it makes you turn out a certain way, so, you're mistaking those things as autism. These comments are really hard for me to read and it does impact me. You know, if I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I try really hard to just not take that on too much and to surrender whatever triggers it, it has within me to universe and like let it go. But in the moment of reading those things, it, it hurts and it triggers those things within me that still has imposter syndrome. Even though I have official diagnosis, even though I saw a medical professional that assessed me for hours in order to diagnose me, even though I have a whole packet full of his notes going into detail about what autistic traits I have, I still struggle with imposter syndrome. And these types of comments still affects me. And I wanna say that not just to be transparent with you guys and for me to continue to vent and release what I go through, but I also hope that by me talking about this, it could help some of you out there with imposter syndrome feel less alone about 
having those struggles because it doesn't matter where you are on that journey of getting diagnosed and on the journey of accepting your own autism. It never freaking ends. It never ends. And even as I say that, it could feel so discouraging that you could be at this point and still struggle with imposter syndrome and still have people tell you that you cannot be autistic and that they don't believe you. Like I always try to encourage you guys to do, I think all complex human beings out there can hold within them multiple realities, right? You could within yourself believe and understand that you are an autistic person and you empathize for yourself, you understand yourself. And on the other hand, you could still be that person that struggles with accepting that this is something that you really do have and that it's not just a trick of the light. It's not just something that you are trying to convince other people that you have when you really don't. I'm gonna take this moment to validate myself and validate whoever's watching this. You are valid. Your labels are valid. Everything you're living with is valid. Your experiences are valid. I'm gonna go into Target. I'm gonna browse for however long I want to, and I'm gonna come back and continue the discussion of moving and things like that, because that is gonna be a really big thing in my life that I am going through. BRB. Update. I got water. I usually don't get plastic water, but like I said, I forgot my hydro flask, so I had no other choice. Man, does anyone else dread when there's those people that stand in front of the stores and they try to talk to you about some sort of like donation of some sort? Um, like, of course, it's always for a good cause. I think the one that was in front of the Trader Joe's was talking about mental health in children. But it's just like, man, I do not want to muster up the spoons to have a conversation right now. And I always feel so bad saying no and like walking away because they're always just like staring at you and they're like, please, it's for like dying children or, oh, it's for suffering animals. And then you're just like, no, thank you. There's that one TikTok of a guy who kind of like made fun of that sort of interaction. I'll insert that clip here if I can find it. Your total is 1422. You want to round up to donate to St. Jude's? Uh, no, I'm good. Thanks. Oh, um, okay. I, I accidentally tapped the wrong thing. Oh, um... Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. I, hey, can uh, you get Ulysses? Yeah, thanks. I need to get my manager. Oh, so. okay. Hey, 
Hey, what's up? So he does not want to donate to St. Jude's, does not. but he okay. accidentally pressed yes. Uh, okay, did you try canceling the transaction first? Yes, yeah, I tried that. I didn't take my employee no, code. for me either. How much was the donation? Uh, rounded up, so 78 cents. Okay. Maybe try a refund, but just on the donation. Yeah, I thought that too, but we can't make the refund. It's got to be from St. Right, Jude. Right, right. So St. Jude needs to donate him the yeah, 78 cents. So St. Jude has to donate 78 cents to us, and we give that to uh, him. You know what? Right? It's okay. I, I can just donate the money. Uh, I mean, we already canceled your 78 cent donation. We're just trying to figure out how to get it to you. Oh, I'll get the no, check. No, it's fine. Book, they okay. can keep um, it. We're having trouble electronically refunding you. Would you be willing to accept a check for 78 no, cents? No, no, no. Can you just cancel everything and, and go back to the original transaction? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, so here's your check for 78 cents. So he wants to cancel the cancel transaction and go back to the original. Wait, what, what's happening? No, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. I'll take the check. Oh, I don't want to hold up anyone in line for longer than necessary. Okay, cool. Do you want a bag for 30 cents? Anyways, so I wanted to talk about moving out. This is a really big life event for me because I haven't been able to live on my own for a long time. And even now, moving out, I am technically moving in with a roommate, which is my partner, but still that is, in my eyes, moving out and being independent. I've had a lot of really traumatic, intense living situations throughout my life and for the past four or five years, I've actually had a really peaceful living situation with roommates that I was pretty compatible with and that is very hard to come by, especially when you are an autistic person with a lot of like sensitivities and accommodations that you need. It's hard to find living situations and roommates that you mesh well with and are compatible with. During this past year, my partner was kind of asking me if I wanted to move out and get our own place instead of living with roommates. In the beginning of him bringing this up to me, I was like, nah, I think I'm good. I'm used to this area. I'm used to this living situation. I have my whole setup here. Like, I just don't feel the need to uproot all of that and move out, pay a higher rent, all of that stuff. As things were changing within the living situation with like my roommates and stuff like that, I found it harder to feel peace with my living situation. And I hadn't felt that and I, I couldn't even predict that to have happened. All of a sudden I was the person saying to my partner, hey, you ready to look for a place? You ready? Cause I'm ready. We kind of did a role switch cause he was actually like, nah, I actually wanna just stay here for a little bit longer, save up a certain amount of money before we move out. I feel like that's the most comfortable thing for me. And I was just like, I understand, but I just can't keep doing this like this anymore. And let me explain to you guys in what little ways my roommates disrupt my routine. For example, I already have a hard time eating throughout the work week. What that means is when I am in work mode, it's hard for me to come out of that workspace and to eat food because that part of my brain that controls hunger doesn't get activated when I am so focused on work. And so when I'm not feeling hunger, it's hard for me to want to go up and get food or make food, let alone eat the food. For those of you who can un understand having disordered eating as a neurodivergent autistic person, forcing yourself to eat food when you're just not wanting to eat is really hard and it can feel very impossible. I'm already dealing with that, right? And so 
it makes it that much harder to have an, a healthy routine with eating when I have to account for other roommates that are in and out of the kitchen at unpredictable times for I don't know how long because I don't want to be like bumping into them or talking to them when we're both making food and using that same space. And so what ends up happening is I'll be working and maybe I'll start getting hungry and I'll be like, okay, I need to go eat. I'll get up to go make something, but then I realize, oh, roommates are in the kitchen eating or making food. I can't use the kitchen. I sit back down, two hours passed, and I'm just like, I, I can't go make food anymore because I have to do something else, like a call with a client, or by the time that that opportunity rolls around, I'm not hungry anymore. And so that starts to disrupt my eating habits, right? The morning is sacred to me. It's the time of day where I really need to like drop into my own mind and my own body and get the day started. When I wake up and I'm starting to do my routines, for the first few hours of the day, I am completely nonverbal, not talking. I'm just in this very specific zone in my own um, body and, and mind. And so when there's mornings where I'm in that headspace and all of a sudden, my roommates come out of their room into the kitchen to start their day and I'm like bumping into them and they're trying to talk to me while my headphones are in and I have to take my headphones out and be like, can you repeat yourself? I didn't hear you. You know, these are things that over time, day in and day out, will really start to wear on me. That kind of extends to my work as well, both directly and indirectly because if I'm not able to start my day right, that affects my work. If I'm not able to eat and I'm just hungry all the time, that gets in the way of my work. But also, the walls are very thick in my current apartment. And so when my roommates are in the living room or in the kitchen, just like chopping it up and talking or cooking and stuff like that, or watching TV, I could literally hear it in my office and it will disrupt my filming. There's so many times where I'll start filming and all of a sudden all this noise is happening in the kitchen and I'll completely lose my train of thought. I can't think of what to say anymore. I'll have to stop recording altogether. That whole day is scrapped. And there's times where I'll have to pause recording, go into the kitchen and have to be like, hey, can you guys please like not make so much noise? I'm in there recording and then the whole time that I pick back up on recording, I just hear them in the kitchen anyways making noise still but it sounds like they're trying to be a little bit less loud but that's still like not only disruptive but also now I feel bad that they're like inconvenienced while also still inconveniencing me so it's like a lose-lose like they can't you know go about their day peacefully but also I'm still being interrupted so I, I feel bad about that not only for myself but for my roommates and it's just not it just hasn't been working for a while and it's not anything big it's not anything dramatic it's not anything traumatic either it's just like an incompatibility of circumstances and that is why I am I've been very adamant for the first time in my life about moving out and finding a space that only I'm in and I say that because even though my partner is gonna be there with me during the work day, he's gonna be out of the apartment at his job. And so during that time, that is literally gonna be my time. All 
to myself, that whole space is just my sanctuary. And I am just so looking forward to that. I want to record this journey and share it with you guys because this will also be the first time I could decorate that whole space to accommodate my needs as a neurodivergent person. And I wanna just share all of the tips and tricks that I've gathered over time with you guys, show you you know, all of the neurodivergent friendly ways to accommodate your needs in your bathroom space, your kitchen space, you know, your living room space, your bedroom space. And I'm gonna be sharing all of my favorite things as well. Things like blankets that I have grown to really love. Just like all of these little tips and tricks that you wouldn't really see anywhere else other than from another neurodivergent person that just like gathered that information on their own, you know? I'm excited for you guys to start to see this space and for me to open that up to you guys more because there's only so much I could show in my current space because it's not all my space, right? My space. <laughs> I have to keep some sort of like privacy because I am living with other people. And so I'm excited to finally be able to open up my content creation to a wider space and to show you guys more of myself in that sense. Editor Irene dropping in. I just realized that I didn't really know how to end that video. And so I just wanted to ask you guys some questions and ask for some feedback. Please take your time in answering any of these questions. If it piques your interest, I will be sure to read through all of them. In regards to the first thing that I talked about today with mean, ignorant people commenting on my videos, I'm genuinely curious to hear from you guys as to how you guys think I should handle things like that. So far, what feels right to me is to block that person from my channel. The reasoning for this is because one, when I see people who are just looking to find faults in everything you say and do without any sort of other nuance to their opinions or the conversation, it makes me feel as if I am just not in alignment with this person and this person is not going to be in alignment with anyone else who feels aligned to me. And so in that sense, I feel like there should be some sort of boundary being set there because this person isn't gaining anything from viewing me. They're just kind of continuing this process of carrying the density within them instead of transmuting it. Another reason why I block them is because I have to be cognizant of the people that feel drawn to my community and are a part of my community because if one of my viewers ends up reading an ignorant comment that triggers them and makes them feel unsafe and therefore they avoid reading comments in the future and therefore they avoid commenting on any of my videos in the future because they're scared i i just don't want that to happen it's not worth it to me and i feel a responsibility to create that safe space of acceptance here is where i want your guys's feedback right because those things and those reasonings and those whys are something that I'm very confident in. But this is something that I 
am kind of struggling with and therefore I really want to hear what you guys think about it is when I go to block these type of people, I feel a sense of guilt maybe because I feel like I am silencing a person and taking away their freedom to express their own opinions. And I feel like I should allow everyone to express however they feel. And I also want people to feel the freedom to disagree with me and to add on to something in a way that I wasn't able to get to. And I feel like for the most part, I do balance that pretty well. But when I do go and have to block certain ignorant comments, I feel like there's this voice inside my head that asks, should I be doing that? Or should I just allow this comment to be there and for other people to open up that dialogue and have this conversation with them if they so choose to? Like, I don't want to just create this bubble within my community on YouTube where it's just consisting of people who can ignorantly be a certain way and can't exist outside of that as well. Like there should be an equal give and take, there should be differences and things like that. But I don't even know if that correlates with just straight up ignorant comments. And so I guess my question would be, do you guys think that there is a healthy balanced way to be open to and accepting of other people who may disagree and have differing opinions. Do you guys think that's even possible? If it is, how do you think that could be curated and maintained? And also questions in regards to moving. I know that I want to document that journey for you guys and I want to make more videos in the future about neurodivergent tips and tricks within the home in order to accommodate your needs. With that, what kind of videos would you guys want to see in particular? Let me know so that I could keep my eye out for it and so that I know to target those certain types of topics. Thank you guys if you take the time to answer them. And I will see you on next week's video. Make sure to take care of yourselves. Bye.